It's time to get your fresh start on with the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Werner. And I'm Brandon Murray. And we're about to get into some superhero action with episode number nine. Yes, some superhero action. I was just action. taking a sip of my coffee in this three. Oh, I don't know how room. you're drinking coffee right well, now. That's you how you roll. That's how we all roll, isn't it? Isn't it? But hey, how's everybody doing? This is what episode? Episode 9, you said? 9. Episode 9. Welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. And Eric, we're just going to get right into this. We're going to be starting right. with a book that eh, I really was looking forward to. Uh, and it's kind of fallen flat on its face. Uh, you know, know, as far as I, I tried am, to talk it up last time we discussed it, too. And now yeah. I got egg on my face. Here. You know, and well, it is, it's Thor number two is what we're going to lead with. And it's written by Jason Aaron, art by Michael Del Mundo. And before I get into the solicit, I, I have not had as much of a hard time getting through an issue as I've I had with this. I've really struggled to even yeah. read through it. It was such a slow read because of all the different names being thrown out there. And I know that is something Eric Shea loves. He loves the I, I Thor. I do not talk. care for that one bit. No, yep. and and this is a lot of Thor talk, and it, it I, seems silly. I imagine Eric's dream issue is Bizarro versus Thor. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be actually, best. I was actually thinking, what is the DC equipment? <laughs> Went to this when I was thinking about it earlier. I'm like, Etrigan. is it Etrigan? It might or is be Etrigan. this a backwards stuff? You know what? It might be bizarre. Talk How about because that this? Is, might as be what they're saying. It, it might be. And the, the worst part is, I jump into this issue. I'm like, all right, where were we last time? Oh yeah, Thor and Loki went to freaking hell, and yep. they came across Hela and Scourge. No, it wasn't Hela and Scourge. It was Balder and Scourge. How yeah. the hell did I, I get that wrong? I yeah. swore it was Hela too. I yeah. I almost, you yeah. know, I'm yeah. confused. I guess. Well, and, and with that, I would think that the dialogue was very reminiscent of possibly Tom King writing Wonder Woman. It's very similar with the the crazy, but and it's it's funny. That to, to, to complain down, about down. to complain about Thor because of a Thor talk, it, it kind of seems silly. But boy, it slowed it down. It really See, slowed I down the, the issue. The Thor talk really doesn't even phase me. It's, it was so many names and yeah. explanation of names oh, of people. My, that my idea of Thor talk and... ju it just isn't. Thou must get this. No, my idea of Thor talk is thou must get and eighteen names that I can't pronounce. I mean, I cannot yeah. pronounce these things. <laughs> I want to buy a vowel at points is what I'm yelling. <laughs> and with that, it, it's one of those things that it seems like Jason Aaron does that here. I, I don't know who he's trying to impress. I mean, the guy has been writing Thor all this time. He doesn't need to prove that he knows, you know, the landscape of it's just too much. Then in the middle of it, then he throws uh, the rap group Black Sheep in there out of nowhere. And then I was laughing <laughs> when they, with the train. But uh, here I'm is looking the back at the cliffhanger for issue one. Now, it, it is Balder, but yeah. it, it totally he's got like the hella helmet on yeah. it. That's why we're all confused. I guess it's the Lord of confused. Hell helmet. I was yeah, confused. Yes. I had no idea what you were saying last time, so how could I be confused? <laughs> Reunion from hell, it says. The sons of Odin ride again. In the land of the dead, Thor is reunited with his long-lost brother, Balder, uh, the king of hell, just in time to face the fire goblin armies of the queen of cinders as the war oh. of the realms continues to burn its way across all creation. Plus Loki, Thori the hellhound, Scourge with a really big gun, monster trucks, and more. It's almost getting to the point where there's too many names in the solicit and it, yeah. it really did it, it bogged this issue down now besides that 
There are points where I don't know if maybe Mike Del Mundo might have been slipped something, a Mickey and his drink, <laughs> and really thought that he had to go and, and make me think that I was looking through possibly some a, a Pink Floyd album or something. I, I swear I'm staring at a Magic Eye poster at yeah, points There are points book. where the the art is, I mean, it's definitely got its own style, so it's stylistic throughout. Something but, I don't enjoy. Well, there's That's some... The style. Here's the problem is, <laughs> some points I think are okay but once you have to tell a story based on it it, it really loses it plus and half the time the loki changes his looks are, they the, just look like blobs on the page yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really tough it's really tough but eric take us through this take us through this issue of uh of one of your favorite characters thor uh, that's just a cop at you're like okay eric he obviously doesn't understand what's going on here let's make him go none of it. us do right i'm now. saying if we don't we're all going to hey. talk over each other so we got to yeah. have somebody hey, take control i got a loose idea here if you want me to take the helm and well run you with take it. the helm have, then I'll, I'll do it i'll do it. i'm the same but like we have loki and thor oh, we're down in hell now and they meet up with scourge and Balder, the king of hell apparently which I'm, it's one thing it is a fresh start it's throwing a lot of things at us at once for as fresh as it wants to be but it did let me know that Balder and Tyr are the brothers of Thor, so I'm like, yeah. I appreciate that bit going forward, but we're just in a hell landscape with monster trucks and freaking motorcycles going after a fire demons. Over hell, nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. F- uh, fire goblins, the queen of cinders. I'm like, they are throwing so much at us, and the whole thing is, I'm thinking to myself, I thought the wish that Loki was doing was like, you know, let's get us to the Dark Elf so we could take care of this war. Just the whole thing now, it feels like we're going to be in part of a, a video game where we're just taking on boss level after level till we get to the big boss with uh, the, the Dark Elf. And I'm like, it just seems like a lot of nothing to get us there. Like, you know, we have all these characters like Tear Boulder and yeah, Tear shows uh, up. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other woman who shows up, Carnilla. Yeah, Carnilla. And, uh, this is just a lot of people who have died in the Thor book who wound up in hell. And I'm like, I, I don't know what you want from me. You, call, you told me this a reason, is a fresh start, but what are you doing to yeah. me right now? Is there a reason they're not in Valhalla? Like I don't they know. Did, yeah, Peach. I don't get that either. Well, that, that was the first thing that threw me off. Did they not die in battle? Yeah, actually, they, I think they, I went maybe they their, died uh, you know, unworthy. And they're, they're did, uh, here in hell. Loki, did Loki poison Boulder? I think it said in this issue. I, I was going to look something up, and I didn't. I ended up not. He did it. say he yeah, killed him. But yeah, but with that, you, you have this whole deal, and yeah, then you have the Queen Cinder. I, I just, I actually had lost any interest in this issue halfway through, and the art just got me even more confused. Uh, to me, me as well. to yeah. me, there was more names and art to confuse that uh, basically not much of a story here going forward because basically they're all just gathering in hell. They're going to fight Queen Cinder. You have the fire goblins, and in the meantime, you know, you have the idea that Thor can, you know, he has an unlimited arsenal of of hammers, Does not he, unlimited. Though, because but, I thought we used all of them in the last yeah, I think issue, that and then still, we yeah. risked the way to hell. Yeah, I think he's There's, still getting them built, I guess, because he's yeah, calling guess, it out. But they, they also don't mention this issue, anything about him collecting these relics anymore. Like, we've given up on that already. Which was, I, even, what, even the idea where he talked about bringing his ship with him, I thought he was going to end up his boat. I thought he was going to end up talking about the relic collection, and that's why we can't leave it behind. Yeah. But nothing. Maybe he's just being coy because Loki's yeah, there. Yeah, I think he's it being just felt coy. Weird. Uh, and in the meantime, you have... Uh, Loki there, and you get this whole deal where you have these sides set up, basically to me, only to see where Loki's going to go, you know, who's Loki going to screw over, you have that in the background, but even with that, it's just too much thrown at the reader, in my opinion, 
in, in just one issue where you could ease things in. And in the meantime, all of these things going on, not not that interesting to me. It, yeah. it really like isn't. They, they do a what the one thing they do a well they try to do a j- good job of is like mixing up the story between the talking points and the action, but. I don't enjoy any of the action scenes enough to like give me a break from the talking, so I'm just no. hitting things I don't enjoy well, every time I turn and, the page. And even where, yeah. where Tear shows up and he's on a, a dinosaur, it's cool, but you don't get anything from it. Yeah. And then with at it, one point, I I was getting really pissed off. I thought Thor uh, Thor hit Thory with the hammer during. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 they're jumping the out of the truck crazy. and asking the goat to drive. Yeah, the and, goat's and, gonna and drive. A, Keith Nasher or whatever, he's going to drive. And that's actually the best part to me was when Tooth Nasher is going and he's driving and Loki's just sitting there. It's like, really? The goat gets to drive. All of the, you know, the shit that are the crap, excuse me, I've been thrown at and that's what I get. I can't even drive. And with that, though, it just goes and it ends up with the basically like a very quick let's end up, you know, getting this train uh because and it just it doesn't everything is what it doesn't need to be quick is too quick and what it's just so much of these names like i said and then the action is just confusing to me i i don't know i i I thought i read this and i saw a lot of people giving it you know pretty good scores and i I was confused most of the time i'm guessing they're just big thor fans because maybe if you are a fan of this and have been following it for a long time you would be a fan of this because you're down with the story you're down with the yeah but i I, you're down with the different realms yeah well this is the problem is it's been not even thor for so long you know odinson thor that getting this it yeah it's a fresh start but it just seems like to me and reading up until that reading the jane foster stuff that brandon did and you did some as well this really feels like a step back to me from what Jason Aaron had been doing. This this isn't as good to me. And as Brandon said when we were talking before we started, said that he thinks maybe Jason Aaron's lost kind of his creative flow with, with Thor. And maybe he needs to kind of step back and have somebody because I just think this is kind of not stale but just not that great you have this whole deal where they end up he's been building up to this war and he's doing a bad job of like making it interesting now you know what i'm saying like you've been building up to this it's been good the whole time and now it's supposed to be the wow i can't wait for it and now i want it over with yeah yeah something else to go on and with that you know you have the uh the bomb hammer they want to stop this train this hell train it's going that's where you get the little uh black sheep uh the choice is yours beginning with the uh engine engine number nine deal yeah and uh you know and even then that's the big right right there's the big set piece of the issue right you have a train a hell train coming it blows up because of the bomb hammer it goes off the track it knocks over but it's like two pages and confusing it's confusing, yeah. and that's the big it's thing. It's in small panels. Yeah, it's like it's just, just cut down in small. Even you're, you have this badass skeleton train, and it it's just put in tiny panels. Wrapping. I mean, the thing is wrapping. It's cool, but you don't get anything <laughs> from it. It's just like, oh my goodness. And yeah, you, you have them fall into uh, the ocean there and say it's cold. You know, it's cold. And then it ends with basically like, oh no, there's, you know, Tooth Nasher, uh, you know, Loki, uh, and uh, the dog. I always forget the... Uh, Thory. Thory. And they're like, oh, what's that? Oh no, big ugly fish. No, that's no fish. That's my children. Come up with... Thor there with the, and the, you know, 
there's Helm, yeah. and uh, there's Hela and Fenris, and, and just by then, like, you have just thrown so much at us here that I just want to, know. you know, do something else. I, well, they they basically introduced the threat to then introduce a bigger threat ten pages later, mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh, I don't know what's going this on This is here. like there's always a bigger fish deal where yeah. you have. I mean, really, we had the same thing with the Celestials to fall out to only see the Dark Celestials, so that's kind of the way. But, yeah, all of a sudden, then, at the end, when you do see Hela, that, that's supposed to be the big deal, you know? Oh, my God, uh, and by then I was I was almost exhausted from from. Uh, I thought to, I saw that last issue, yeah. so I'm not that excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Anything else? Well, well, not well really. then on top of it, you know, we had the whole thing where Loki's telling. I think it was Loki saying that like, you know, don't trust here. He's been down in hell too long. Who knows where his you know loyalties yeah. lie? Yes, loyalties lie with the dead. Yeah. Exactly, and when Hela and Fenris uh, comes back up, you see that Tyr is actually with Hela this whole is time. Is that so who that like, was? I that's, couldn't uh, even that's tell who, who that that's was. That's who jumped down with Thor before, So, and Thor is in Fenris's mouth, so I'm guessing like this was his plan all along to say, oh, we need to get this weapon, when yeah. all he really wanted to do was unleash Hela and Fenris yeah. from this you know, hell train for some reason, but yeah. even the whole thing where we have the Queen of Cinders going through and talking to the different lords of the different places of Hela to get them like, you know, on track with what she wants to do and then executing them until the point where she's like, look, you can have all of the damn souls you want. Like, you know, they are yours to be a part of this whole war if you want. And that's, you know, the biggest problem because our good guys in this were really counting on the fact that nobody is ever going to side with her. It's all going to get shut down, but it didn't. And now we have, you know, Hela and Fenris on top of it with Tyr seeming to be at their back end side, you know, you know, trying to like double cross Thor. So we have so many things being thrown at us in this issue. And I'm like, I don't like Thor. No, and, and there's <laughs> even like the little hint earlier because they jump off Thor and uh, and uh, Loki are there Tyr. and Tyr and they, yeah. he says, "Oh, the weapon's in the cage." And then Loki's like, oh, "What kind of weapon is kept in a cage?" It's obviously, yeah. it's Fenris and Hela. But yeah, it ends, and I don't like Thor either. I I, I really don't. It was one yeah, of the I things I was like looking Thor, forward to. I just to. didn't like this issue at all. Yeah. Like this was a slog to get through. I I have. A, hope and faith that it gets better again but uh i i just want the art changed immediately you know yeah i I just don't how long are we going to spend in hell are we going to go through the different aspects of hell to move our way up to malekith you know it's like i don't want this to be you know like a sub boss sub boss big boss kind of thing that goes on for 25 issues for whatever i know the war is supposed to be a big thing where you know thor gets you know you know, saves the day through like Malekith and everything that's been set up going forward. It's just right now, it seems like it's going to be, like you said, a slog to get through. And I don't like all the stuff they're giving us so far because I find it rather confusing. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. What would you give it? Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Now I'm sitting at a 5.5 and that's me being optimistic to the point where, you know, maybe it will get better. Maybe it's just because I don't understand Thor as well as other people who might yeah, really enjoy I, I this. Don't so at all. I'm sitting at a 5.5 with the idea that, Maybe this is good, and I just don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I'm I'm 5.52, and this is already something that I'll tell you. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. There's so many names being thrown out. And, yes, if you're a Thor fan, yeah. you probably know them, but that while. doesn't make it go quick. I no. mean, this if this was, say, a Captain America issue, and they just named 17 people in a row, that's not <laughs> – it slows it down. It really does, and it yeah. just seemed like this was either – you know, Jason Aaron saying, okay, I got to get all these guys into play. Let's just throw them all in this one issue. Let's kind of count this one as a loss and then, you know, go forward with the stuff. Exposition and, and yeah, and I yep. think that maybe some people read this and were like, oh man, this is the Thor I've been waiting for and stuff like that. Unfortunately, 
I don't have that background with Thor Thor. I, I have been reading Jason Aaron's, and it's more Jane Foster stuff that I like. And with that, you know, even Unworthy Thor isn't this heavy with the, you know, the names. And just the whole story really just didn't go fast enough. And uh, there's so much dialogue that just brings it down. But hopefully from here, it, you know, it speeds up a little uh, for a well, dummy like that, me. You know things are going to be a problem when you start out with a map of Nephilim, Nephilim, yeah. and it's telling you all the different parts of this yeah. area, and then who's in charge? I'm like, wow, you are giving me a big lesson that I didn't study for and don't want yeah, to study and, for. And, this yeah, and I didn't go back to that page once. Yeah, I didn't it's trouble. And even then, like, I mean, that is a wordy page there oh, going God. on and on where you see that going on. Like, it, 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 it'll take me a day to memorize one of those names they bring up yeah. uh, on that map page. And even then, it's like I might forget it when I wake up the next morning. Well, um, you, you mean I don't that, even know all the towns that's you around mean my town. Pervertal isn't right on the tip of your tongue, is is that what you're telling no, me? <laughs> no, that, that's something I'll quickly forget. And like mm. I like I said, I've been reading this book for a long time, and even the characters they constantly bring up because their names are so weird and odd. It's like it's like trying to memorize every character in Game of Thrones. I never remember yeah. some of these people I'm supposed to really remember. Yeah. So so I was also there with you guys. Like uh, maybe if you're unfamiliar with the characters, you may get more mileage out of it than than I did. But even uh-uh. th- even then, no. you guys said I no. Think you so need I, to, I, I think even... you need to get out your Thor encyclopedia to keep yeah. this from not, yeah. you know, keep kind of hitting on the your brakes. Computer is and even then, and, and then what does that do? That slows it down yeah. even more. This this That's is not. not yeah, no, it's yeah, the not. Art, the art style it continues to baffle me. Transitions, like coloring choices, character designs, they're just I don't enjoy any of it and i gave it a six because i'm a little more optimistic than you guys but if it i mean like i i will keep going down if if i keep seeing this and like yeah it's tough it's really tough and with that you have some cool characters that we already know you know thory obviously loki thor himself and they're kind of pushed aside as gimmicks to get to a lot of names and places and things just to get hella at the end, and it just didn't hit for me. So we're going to move to the next issue, though, uh, that I actually did enjoy, and that would be, as well. and that would be Venom. I got to get my notes now, and Venom number three, <laughs> written by Donny Cates and art by Ryan Stegman. Uh, I really like. Uh, we, this has been one of those books that we've actually liked from the beginning. You know, not yeah. it hasn't been ten out of tens or whatever, and I still do with this third issue. Uh, here is the solicit. Still recovering from his injuries, Eddie Brock, the wicked web slinger known as Venom, Venom has to defend New York City against the most powerful foe he's ever faced. The only thing standing in his way, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Though Eddie and the symbiote have no qualms with this particular web slinger, the same can't be said for Miles' feelings about Venom. And yeah, we, we get right into it where you have, you know, through this, this happened almost the last issue. We had the same kind yeah. of thing where we're going from inside to the out to see what's going on. And Eddie Brock is trying to figure out what the deal is and then realizes that yeah, he's about to kill Spider-Man. Eddie Brock of the, of the mind. Yeah, here. of the mind. And he realizes I am being, I've been taken over and I'm about to kill Miles Morales, Spider-Man. And he's trying to fight it. He has to fight it off. But the problem is... Is, is we have that dragon still there. Yeah, you know, you have a lot of control and stuff going on with the symbiote and Eddie. Uh, in the meantime, I don't know anything about uh, Miles and Eddie Venom's, you know, background here, and it's yeah. played out very well. 
Uh, all well, I need uh, to know is what I got. That that there yeah, is. He has a bad history with Venom from the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, yeah. And, so that's, and that's what he's kind of bringing over to here in, in this book. He's just kind of rubbing off that. History no, yeah. I mean, this, here's uh, the thing: if you have a problem with Venom in any universe, you're not going to like Venom almost killing you. You know, yeah. and he's pissed off and doesn't even want to know anything about this Venom uh, because Eddie then kind of you know breaks free and wants to explain himself to Miles, and Miles just cold cocks. And says, you know, well, I yeah. know what you are. Well, they set up, they set up in the beginning his venom blast when he shocks him yeah, yeah. and grabs him by the tongue. That's Miles' venom blast that he uses then again later on in the yeah, issue. Yeah. But they're just kind of showing you how it works here. Yeah, and then he just punches him right in the face because Eddie, yeah. you know, Eddie's Eddie. Then he's like, listen, you know what? Uh, I'm sorry. You know, I want to tell you my name. And Miles just says, I know what you are. You're a monster. And then they just start fighting, and you do get a lot of Eddie of the mind, as we've had, uh, but realizes, you know, this kid is kind of has some issue uh, with Venom, and then he ends up, you know, allowing Venom to come. But the big thing is, is that they have to fight, you know, this god, the, this big yeah, giant. this Lord yeah, Nolan up by the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the big dragon there. And they quickly, Miles and Eddie, quickly realize that if they're going to stop this big deal they're gonna have to work together and i thought that was pretty cool and and with the yeah. art i thought it was really cool seeing venom and miles together uh going but yeah it's the whole thing about this blast and, can, and you it, know it just seemed weird though because i'm telling you we had the cliffhanger last issue where miles was yeah. about to kick venom in the back of the head which yeah. we start out you know without uh, eddie brock unconscious in this but well, I understand that Miles is upset. He wants revenge, but you're Spider-Man. There's a gigantic yeah. symbiote dragon monster in New York. Hey, it's you Miles, prioritize, man. It's Come Miles. on. You know, he's upset. It, it did. If Miles you... is taking care of the perimeter. Maybe real Spidey was trying to well, fight the... And, and I'm telling you, the whole idea, I think this is the, the most fun I've had in any comic book this week, was, like, this is a big situation. Where's the Avengers? Where's anybody? Oh, there's falling celestials yeah. from the sky. Look, yeah. if you don't know, just don't make something yeah. up. Oh, it's I so laugh. funny. So hard uh, that was great. Line. That was, was that was one of the best lines. Week. It was. Like, come on now. If you don't really know, <laughs> you, you don't have to make crap up. I, I understand here. Uh, but no, it, it's funny too because when we were talking about the whole Miles deal from the Ultimate Universe, it does remind me a lot. If you are listening to our DC podcast, it does remind me a lot of post uh, or pre Flashpoint Superman not trusting Lex when he right. came here because he's going to go with what he knows, how Miles yeah. does. But quickly, Miles realizes, number one, that it doesn't matter. This thing coming, it's humongous. And, and it's gotten even bigger, it looks like. I mean, it is huge. But and, uh, It gets bigger every time yeah, we see it. Yeah, every time we see it. it. But uh, basically, they figure out that they have to, you know, use this blast. That's the only thing that, that they can figure out and kind of like, Boy, you know. I hurt Eddie so yeah. bad when Miles yeah. hit him with it. He's like, all right, look. Right now, this is the only weapon we have because even though the uh, the army's there hitting it with missiles and stuff like that, heat's not working and the sonics aren't working from the explosions of yeah. it. This venom blast might be the only chance we have. So yeah, that's the worst part. Because, yeah. Well, how are we gonna do it? Are you gonna <laughs> swallow me? Yeah. That's a pretty good that's idea. That's a good plan. It, it is funny <laughs> to me. First off, I think that Donny Cates does uh, set it up pretty well. That the people attacking this, you know, this giant god, the military, men, yeah. yeah, the military, they're actually using things that should stop it. I mean, they're yeah, using, you know, yeah. the crazy deal to stop it. It's not doing anything, so they have to do something. But yeah, it, it's funny to me because this is one of the big generic moves. You know, have the thing swallow you, and then all of a sudden, Drax cuts himself out, or yeah, whoever yeah. it is. I mean, we see it all the time. 
it's better when you're kind of like this to me is more of a not like hey i get swallowed and cut out of the belly this is more like okay you got to get in there to the teeth you got to get a little chump there because he doesn't end up yeah he doesn't really end up that much being swallowed anyway he ends up doing it because of the head the head ends up exploding it just made me laugh because it's like look at those teeth and that that goo and, and crap that they're going to go into but they do and it ends up blowing up and you end up not really destroying you you kind of get rid of it some ways but now we see I, what I'm it really you, is i don't know what happens with this when the head of the dragon explodes and it crash lands and it becomes almost like a weird wing cocoon when it hits down i don't know yeah. what i'm looking at but then we have what i assume tell you i i don't know if this is just me Seems like Eddie Brock walked out of this thing for what kid, like the Lord Null looks like as he walks out in his human form. Like, yeah. What is this? A is this vampire of Eddie, Eddie Brock is basically yeah. yeah. yeah it's a, I don't basically think it's a big to be vampire. A mere image of him. I think it's just coincidental. Yeah, I, I, it, that's what I think too. But it's so weird for how close it is to Eddie. It is, and I, I just think that when it blows up, it dissipates into you know the Venom deal, and then kind of reforms as this god. And as it's there, you see that Eddie, you know, he's having problems because it's inside his head. You know, the whole symbiote thing and all this, it's all in with him. And then you have Alucard, it's, it looks like, where he's just sitting yeah. there and, you know, trying to mess around and talking to Eddie with this about all the things. But still controlling these things, just ripping freaking uh, the helicopters out yeah. of the, you know, like out of the air. Machines. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. just controlling all the stuff while... He talks kind of, you know, how small and, and does all these things. And this thing is a monstrosity with a giant arm there. And <laughs> Eddie's like, you know, there's people in there. You, you got to let them down. Don't, you know, ha, fragile, ba-boom, and just blows these things up. Uh, and he's letting, you know, he's letting the symbiote take over because he wants to be able to kick some butt. But that seems to be what, you know, what this guy, what yeah, this Lord guy this wants. Is, this is the one weird part that I don't like a whole lot because he's supposed to, the closer he gets to this, not have any control. And yeah, then yeah. He, he, like, is attacking him under the control of him. I yeah. don't know if yeah, the I, bad really guy wants too. him. I, I don't know if the bad guy wants to prove, like, yeah, you can't hurt me no matter yeah, what. Well, he says, uh-huh. you can't touch me. I pilot this vessel. I think that's what it is. And just but make some just stop. It just weird, like, like, Eddie wasn't under control. I mean, like, when this whole thing would take him over before, he wasn't in control. Yeah. For some reason, it seems like now he has the power to become this thing and control it to go after Lord Null here until he can. Yeah, yeah and it's weird, though. He does say, I mean, the, the dialogue is saying, you know, eh, I just let it take control and go. He says my other takes control this time I let it. I, I maybe that's a poor choice of words. Maybe it should have been just the symbiote taking over and going at it. But uh yeah, he ends up stopping him and then just boom, just knocks all of the symbiote out of him and then they're in this yeah. crazy cocoon. He also reveals he's not even there. He's like an yeah. avatar. Yeah, he says yeah. the avatar of him. Yeah, and he's there and you know, all the stuff is going on where you have this guy just talking about, you know, the host, oh my goodness, you're you're you know Corrupted. What has your host done to you? Talking to the symbiote because the symbiote separates. Yeah. Talking to it, you know, actually says, "Come here to me," and is just like, you know, in the meantime, Eddie's there and and he's freaking You've out. You've been in. 
affected yeah, by yeah. humanity. Yeah, and and Eddie's freaking <laughs> out because he's himself. yeah, and he thinks that <laughs> Eddie thinks that it's done, that he's gonna take the symbiote away from him. He's freaking out like, don't take it away. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. And then the guy's like, let me burn the humanity out of you. And yeah, he ends up picking him up and then says his name is I am Null, Lord of the Abyss, and then God of the Symbiotes. And you see him there with all these symbiotes all around him on a throne of symbiotes. It seems well, that's a though. billion years billion, ago. But that's what I think. I think ago. that that's where he's acting through. That when he says, I think he can go through space and time, I guess. Because it okay. seems like he's there with all of these as he's talking. And I think that continues when he says, I'm not really I, here. I just thought this was possibly another flashback to the past like the Vietnam guy had. Yeah, uh, just this weird to have that before. right after that deal. I'm getting the idea that any symbiote in any time he can kind of go through and that's what he's doing at that. That's, that's just yeah. my theory where he's there with I, these I can symbiotes. I with that just because he has a human looking avatar billions of years ago so yeah. I can kind of think of that as yeah. that, like you know he's acting through this space and time. It's just we have a lot of stuff the symbiote kind of God works yeah. like you know so much stuff being thrown at us right now. It's I like hard to it figure though. Out where our footing is with every. Oh, I'm, I'm having a hell of a yeah. good time right now because and, nothing is too far fetched for me to be like, what the heck with this nonsense. <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, with that, uh, I actually like. I, I actually like what this is doing. That whole the Vietnam deal kind of did seem to you know now be the brakes were kind of on there. And I, I actually I know. with this issue, I actually like last issue a little less than I did now because it really doesn't seem to be that consequential and then that's going to go on and tell its own story and its own deal so yeah i I like this more that's why i like this as my favorite yeah, issue, I, like I think, the series. Yeah, so far. I, I like I think none so of that backstory that really doesn't even feel necessary at this point is, is even being bothered with, and I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah. Like, and you get a cool just... semi team up with Miles Morales. Yeah, and that really was really enjoyed. cool. Uh, yeah. until and it ends with uh, flicked away. just someone's tongue going in every orifice that he owns. You know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yummy. Uh, but yeah, uh, I liked it. What would you give it, Bren? Uh, this was my favorite issue so far of a little squeak there. Uh, favorite issue so far of Venom. I gave it a 7.8 overall. I still love the art. It's my favorite yeah. art, maybe in comics right now. Yeah. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I, not bothering with the Vietnam stuff made me enjoy it more. It, it just kind of feels like something tacked on at this point that wasn't needed and we could be a little further in the story. Well, we had to set up it. our spinoff coming no, up. Oh, yeah, six you issues. had yeah. to do that. Of uh, Venom uh, now. Well, yeah, that, that's what I don't understand. Other than that, I really liked it. I gave it a seven point eight. Yeah, I'm gonna go a little series. bit ahead of you, a seven point nine. I'm going to go because we had already, in the meantime, uh, mentioned what our book of the week was. So I know that Brandon had to keep below that as well. Uh, But yes, that's what we're playing with here because I didn't like this as much as the book we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, But I still did like it. And the art's incredible. I I love this art. I think it's great. Even the fact that pretty much through all this, it's raining. And you're you're looking at it through the rain, and with that, yeah. it, it really looks great. I love Miles. I said I love when you have Miles and Venom swinging together. It was awesome. So I really did like it. Seven point nine. What would you give it, Aaron? Eight out of okay. ten. It's my book of the week for uh, Marvel this week. And like Brandon said, 
this is probably might be my favorite art in comics yeah, that's going on I think right it is now. Me too. And I know we're switching up a lot of things with the symbiote continuity, but for everything we're getting right now, it's nothing I hate, and I'm long for the ride to the point where I need to know what's happening next. This is my favorite book from Fresh Start, and it continues each time we read it. Yeah, it's funny. When we go through this and when we're reading this, this actually is probably in my top five of books in all of comics, including the, yeah. the – and it really – I don't know why, but it really, really reminds me of uh, Deathstroke a bit where you're getting some stuff and you you know then it's tying up and things like that. Just the way it's written kind of reminds me of that, but I really like it. But we, we're going to go off now from me and Brandon to talk about two books – both of which we thought were miniseries, but we'll see when we're done. I will inform you differently, but we'll be off to there now. All right, and here we are with the minis for the week, and we have two. Now, you were gone last week, Brandon, yep. so uh, we did not get a chance to do Ant-Man Wasp number two. Thank God. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I actually That's for read everyone's it. benefit, I think. Holy moly. <laughs> I, I read it, and I was going to do a little bit by myself, just have it thrown out there for last episode. And I read it, and I just, no, this isn't happening. Yeah. I mean, for, it, for whatever reason, when I came back, this was one of the first issues I decided to catch up on. And yeah. that was a mistake because it yeah. killed my momentum. For um, yeah, well, really, if, if you want to know what happened, and I don't think we're going to go forward with it. I think that we'll just ditch it because basically you're talking uh, the issue has uh, Scott in, uh, what's her name, uh, Nadia's, Nadia's eyes. eyes. Yeah. And then also they seem to be on a, you know, asteroid now with amoeba bug-like creatures that talk to each yeah. other. And to yeah. me, it's a very uh, – supposed to be like a funny political-type satire out yeah. of nowhere. What, what happened awful. from issue one to two? I don't even know. I, don't know. I, I started reading. I thought I missed something. Or I, you all, know, all this red stuff seems to have vanished too. Like yeah. this whole red thing we were pushing in issue one is now no longer yeah. a it thing. It seems like that was just a thing to get Nadia not being able blind. to see. That, yeah. That's all it was. So I end up, I end up reading. I'm like, did I actually get because the first week that it came out, you had that other uh, Ant Man Wasp book. I'm like, did I, did I mix a match here or what happened? Because this doesn't seem right. And then I read it and I said, you know what, this doesn't seem right. So we're yeah. gonna skip that like one. Like pretty pictures, just look at the art and, yeah. and throw yeah. it away. And it's yeah, very so colorful. Like, yeah, but I had to give yeah. it a score. I was gonna give it like a three out of ten. Yeah, it was I would bad. have been around there. You had a lot of the like, we're gonna bomb these these alien creatures. No, no, and these are the amoebas talking. And then no, yeah. no, let me try to figure them out first before you use your weapons. I'm like, I'm done. I'm completely oh, done. Yeah. I so, don't even want to talk about it. Like, no. Also, he could shrink them down and then do tests on them and torture yeah, them anyway. Yeah, like, I don't... yeah great. So we're going to do uh, the two minis that came out this week. Yep. And thank thankfully, they're they're better than that. And the first yep. one we're going to talk about is Multiple Man number 1, written by Matthew Rosenberg, uh, Rosenberg and art by Andy McDonald. Matthew Rosenberg and Andy McDonald bring Multiple Man Brack from the dead, sort of maybe. A handful of people's favorite X-Men. Jamie Madrox was alive for a while, then he was dead. Now he's not, but he will be again if he doesn't kill himself trying to make sure he doesn't die. It makes sense when you read it. Trust us. In his fight to not die, Jamie has stumbled across a threat even greater than his own death, but fixing it might make it worse. Can he save the world from himself? On top of all that, the X-Men are mad at him now, and the mysterious new group of foes is after him too. We can't tell you who they are, but they're pretty great. There is the solicit. Obviously, it's going for a funnier tone yeah. uh, as this book goes it does have some humor in it uh, yeah, it's more it. and, and I have no 
no background with multiple men I'll, I'll be honest with you i'm i'm a pretty big x-men fan like not huge you know i haven't liked anything they've put out much lately yeah to be honest with you but uh i don't know much about multiple yeah, men you're either a, other you, than you can just yeah, i'm a wolverine can multiply. fan yeah i was gonna say you're a wolverine fan then an x-men fan and then yeah, yeah I, I would believe multiple man comes way down the list now i know nothing uh, i'm like uh colonel clink or schultz actually i know nothing with about multiple men but I'll, I'll give Matthew Rosenberg some credit. By the end, I kind of get – now, here's the thing. I, I told Eric about the issue, and I said, I don't really know much about multiple, man. He's like, basically, all you have to know is he multiplies, yeah. and then he can kind of reabsorb himself and, and they're keep all the memories different. and the things, and they're yeah. all different. So there you go. And I think that this is an issue, this number one. That can be enjoyed by people who don't know much about Jamie Madrox, but as I've seen in Slack, I saw Trevitt talking about it, but if you do know more about him, I think you're going to get a little more of the humor. I think you're mm-hmm. going to get a little more out of it, but for a miniseries, I think this is a pretty good number one. Yeah. Uh, it ends with a really, really cool cliffhanger to me. Uh, the art, I think, is a little up and down that's uh, my one problem with yeah. the two i think yeah uh, i, I think it is a little up and down. it looks kind of kiddish you know yeah, what i'm saying and, and some of the characters look a little off from what i know one of them being and andrew belfast was talking to me about it today uh bishop he thought was really yeah. off um he does. But, like an old and, man. and we'll go through this yeah we'll go through this really quick he said he looked like a carlton who hasn't eaten in years <laughs> and i said i like carlton so i'm down with that but hey is he doing the dance that yeah, yeah oh if he does the dance, that's it. If he ends up uh, taking drugs and then Will has to cry uh, while he's in the hospital and maybe have a gun to go get somebody, then we're talking uh, really pulling at the heartstrings. It's a very but, special episode. Yes, yes. And when it starts, I mean, we'll go through this very quick because it is a very quick-moving deal. Yeah, I read but, it fast. Yeah, you end up with the uh, X-Men there walking around yeah. looking for Magic something. Magic and strong guy. Yeah, and they find... Jamie and they bring him back to Beast. Beast as Beast they go in. Beast is singing Dead Man's Party from Oingo Boingo. And I want to ja- remind you. <laughs> I know. I knew you'd like that part. Oh, yes, and, yes, and Jamie has to smell like hot garbage. He's just eating beans. Oh my god, yeah. In a room. Yep, just eating beans and has to have dumped somewhere in there because they even say they're in there and they're like who wait? What are we looking for? The stinkiest place ever, and like, look, and there's just baked beans, Heinz baked beans all over. There's a lot of notebooks, scribbled things, but they're like, oh my god, this stinks. And yeah, when he gets there, and they bring him to Beast, uh, he just looks. I I don't know what he's covered it in, and I don't even want to imagine what he's covered. Yeah. That doesn't just look like bean juice, but yeah, I was just gonna say it's not bean juice. No, no, and and with that, they are trying to. Trying to save him because he actually does seem to die or is dead. They go and they mention that Jamie Madrox Prime and the rest of the duplicates seem to have been killed by the Terrigen Mist. They all died in the uh, IV, uh, what was it? The. X-Men vs. Inhuman series, okay, yeah, um, yeah. kind of when they revealed where Cyclops died and everything, okay. where he went to check them out. That's where yeah. he found all the yeah. dupes dead. Yeah, so they're, they're all dead except. It seems him at that point. Possibly. And possibly. That's the thing. I mean, this is the whole thing going. And, you know, he just gets up and he's there. Oh, and maybe he'll wake up. What, me? And he's up. And they're like, oh, yeah. So he asks Beast, listen. And then he, he goes around. He, he walks around. It's kind of cool. He eats Kitty Prides. It looks like her burrito. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and then he goes and he says, listen, whatever the worst happens. The roommate move of all time. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, whatever happens to Beast, whatever happens, keep working on the serum. He's working on a cure 
for what is killing him. And he's like, you know, you're gonna stuff's gonna go on here, but just keep working. Just you know, trust me. Don't get upset. Whatever. He sneaks into Bishop's room and then just smashes him over the head with a globe. And then steals yeah. and steals. He kind of brings up where are the time traveling mutants? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't really know yeah, what he's saying. It is funny at. when he's saying that too. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Yeah, have you seen like Cable or Bishop or those Time Cup guys anywhere around? Like, it, it really reminds me of like it, they could right there because they're sitting there eating and Ileana and uh, Jamie. And they could be at like a seventh grade lunch table. And like, yeah, does that kitty like me at all? Like, I don't really <laughs> like her. I just wanted to know. Oh, just in case. And yeah, he says, you know, where are these time traveling ones? He goes and grabs Bishop's time traveling device and takes off. And, you know, that sets up uh, off alarms at points. He shows back up then from the future. And at the best thing is before Beast even says, uh, were you time travel or something? No, I don't time travel. When he comes back, he's like, yeah, I time travel. I thought you didn't. Have. Yeah, I hadn't at that point, but he doesn't know how long. He's been gone a lot longer than yeah. what he thinks. They're basically trying to figure out if this uh, dupe they found is coming back from the future or something. He says no, but then all of a sudden he appears from the future, yeah. or a version of him does, and they're all they're all lost. And yeah, yeah, and he's, then he's up to something. Yeah, and then a fight ensues with with two Jamies there. So they yep. start fighting, and this is where Beast even says, "You know what? This is what everybody gets annoyed with with you guys. <laughs> you know, know, you can't stop it. You got to stop here and stop your nonsense." And they start, and they're arguing about, you know, you shouldn't do that. Oh my God, why'd you do that? And then the one absorbs the other, and then just says to, you know, says to Beast, like, "Yeah, you know that serum. Like, don't worry about it anymore. I know." Yeah. You're going to get annoyed. Don't worry. And the funny thing is he's already spelled out that he's only been working on it for 15 minutes because when, right. when Jamie comes back from the future, he's like, hey, there's, there's you're like working on this serum. joke, yeah, yeah. throughout yeah, the issue about yeah. how, how times where he's like, oh, it's only been 10 minutes, 15 yeah, yeah. minutes. And he's like, really? Oh, oh. And he's like, oh, I can't. Well, then at, at that point, Bishop comes in with, with the, uh, the X-Men and like, you know what? You're gonna, I'm going to kick your butt. And he's like, oh, man, they, I forgot about it. Yeah, he's like, oh, I forgot about this one. All right, let's go. Let's talk about this. And they start to talk about it. But it, it's one of those things where Matt Rosenberg, he, Matthew Rosenberg is talking about the kind of the time travel deal because Beast says at one point or somebody says, like, if you're alive, I think it is Beast, if you're alive now from the future – then we must have been able to cure you from right. there because you're here. And he's like, eh, I don't really know. Uh, you know, I don't know about that. Uh, in the meantime, it, you had Beast pretty much say that he doesn't think he could cure him anyway. He said, you're just going to be going and organ failure is going to be pretty much the best yeah, option unless I find go. something. Yeah. And then they get another proximity alert. And this is where things go crazy. And it's funny. Uh, basically, you could, if, if you look at the, the outfits, you know what's going on. But at, yeah. at one point, you see Deadpool jump through the window. And, you know, a futuristic Deadpool. But yeah. he's got the multiple man type uh, garb in the front. So you can see. And the, the, real, the weird thing is, is I, I actually was shocked that they didn't know that that was Deadpool. But I guess that's something that I'm not aware of. Because uh, Ileana's like, who the heck is this guy? And like, <laughs> I don't know. Let's ask him later. And I'm thinking, I, I would have thought that maybe they were like, you know, what's Deadpool yeah, doing with maybe this Maybe the this laser getup? Wolverine Yeah, just that's what I'm saying. First, it just seemed like 
is, yeah, screaming yeah, Deadpool. Yeah, I would think that they'd be like, what kind of knockoff Deadpool is this? But he's there. You have a knockoff cable uh, and, and things like that. And then a big fight starts. They even knock Angel out, it looks like. And then a Hulk shows up, and it's crazy. And that there's the flying wizard. I mean, there's some crazy yeah, stuff going a on. A bit now, of everything going yeah, on Yeah, and here. again, some of this may go over well, my the, head. The wizard being, is Hulk, isn't yeah, he? Well, no, that's the thing. I thought it was at first. But if you see, he climbs oh, yeah. out of a portal that yeah. the wizard makes because at the end they're together. And I actually they got thought a cloak that, and dagger thing going on. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And I actually thought that that was a mistake at the one point because at the end when they reveal who it is, the wizard and the Hulk are there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they're they're fighting. Then there's a big fight. There's you know some kind of funny dialogue. There's like a oh bleep, they brought a Hulk. Everything's going on while this is going on. The uh, Jamie Prong, you know, not Jamie Prong, the one of the duplicates that we had been introduced to earlier the one that we have just sits yeah. there and it's like this this isn't right you know everybody just kind of stop this is nonsense and then just gets up and yells stop and then says well what are you guys doing here this is ridiculous why are you here and the wizard guy's like we came because you're going to need our help and like wow well, what do you mean how do you know that and then it ends with them because we're all you and they're all revealing that they yeah, are we're all you dumbass part of him yeah from the future so it, <laughs> oh, it yeah. is pretty cool whoops that's yeah to yeah dumb butt <laughs> hey dumb butt but yeah it ends it's a really quick issue i mean it you is. can you can zip through this really quick and I'll tell you, the art didn't impress me that much until the end. I actually really like that final yeah, battle. I, think I like I was seeing getting the whole... into it by the end too a yeah, little yeah, bit. Uh, yeah. some, some of the characters, like how they they're drawn and stuff, aren't my favorite. Especially uh, Magic Ileana. Like yeah, she used yeah, to yeah. look super hot and wear skimpy things, and now she's like you know all buttoned up and uh, emo chick. Oh, so. listen to you. you! You like that, <laughs> do you? You like the you like the scantily clad ladies, do you? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know what you know happened what, to that well, version. Well, you know of the what's character. funny is I go into this and I was going to read both Moldable Man and Century, you know, at the same time I was going to read this and And actually at points I thought that Ileana even looked like a bit like Century. I was like, yeah. what's going on? I'm like, oh, no, that's, that's, that's a gal. Like, yeah, I'm like, that's a gal. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I fights, think so. I think. <laughs> uh, but what would you give it? Uh, I got it at a 7.10 right now for the first issue. I just enjoyed it way more than the first mini we covered, Ant-Man. Uh, okay. it, just like the tone of the story and how it was just a fun, crazy rap. Yeah. Kind yeah. of through the world of the X-Men, you know, uh, has my interest right now just due to a combo of, of the type of story they're telling and not and the art, it. like we said, you know, it, it, by the end of the book, I was kind of jiving. Yeah, I was it. getting it's not it. my yeah. favorite, but, uh, you know, it's good enough for the type of story we're telling here. Kind of like yeah. a comedy, little bit of action story. I actually uh, like it. I'm, I'm, yeah, right I'm with on you. board for this for now after one, and yep. I'm excited, actually, for yeah, issue I, two. I give it a 7.5. I actually did have fun. I actually like this because, and I, I didn't even recognize half. I know Bishop, you know, and I know yeah. Beast, but I don't know a lot of the X-Men, but it was cool to finally get some for this fresh start. We haven't seen much of it uh, with since we've started. So even if it's in a mini, you know, with multiple men, I, I, and I like the humor of it. I actually thought that some of the bits were pretty funny. 
and the fact that I knew nothing about Molo Man and now I'm looking forward to the next issue means something because but the art does take it down uh, I wish it was a little bit better but uh, I had some fun and the next book uh, that we're going to talk about is The Century. And the weird thing about it is we didn't know that this was – I mean, here it is. This is the thing. We're, we're treating it now as a mini. I'm not even sure if they're just saying that this is the first part yeah, of I'm the Yeah, I'm confused by it too. Or is this a five-part? Because the thing is it says in Century World Part 1 of 5. And I don't remember any of them really saying that, though I'm going to look now just to make sure on some of the other credits pages I don't see yeah. that. No, they so, usually spell out it might be Part 1 or Part 2, but they never yeah, give you an ending five. to it. That's what yeah, I'm saying. The, it seemed very, very odd. Weird. So as it is yeah, now, we're going to treat it. The second I opened it. it, I had your thoughts too. I'm yeah. like, this is a miniseries? I yeah, had no so idea. We're going to treat it as such, but in the meantime, even if it isn't me and you are going to be talking about, and the thing about it is, this isn't exactly fun, but I, I still liked it. I actually yeah. liked it I as, as I read. Yeah, I did too. Uh, but and yeah, I know, it's, it's, like you started off the last issue saying uh, you know nothing about yeah. Multiple Man. I know nothing about Century. Yeah, I don't either. Then. I saw him in an issue of Doctor Strange a few months back, which this which kind leads of into this. references yeah. you know back to. Yeah, and with it, too, uh, Jeff Lemire does a pretty good job of kind of getting you up to speed with this first issue. And this is the type of issue, and I'll give you the credits and the solicit in a minute, but this type of issue is one of those that I actually uh, like and expect it from more of the Fresh Start stuff because yeah. it's a fresh – I don't know anything about Century. So right. going into this – I'm like, okay, I, I kind of know a little about Sentry now, and I'm get, we're being told in a kind of a crazy way. But I even saw something online that I'll bring up that I ended up going back and reading something with Sentry in it because I saw that there was a reference in this too. But here is the stat. Sentry number one, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Aaron Kim Jacinto. And I believe there I have these page then and uh, also uh, Rain Burrito and VCs Travis Lanham. I have the whole solicit there because I had it open. The Golden Guardian is back, fresh from the pages of Doctor Strange, like Brandon saw. Yeah. But is that really such a good thing? The greatest hero that the Marvel Universe ever forgot has returned the century. Shining Sentinel with the power of a thousand exploding suns is back from the dead, but his troubled mind is far from finding peace. By day, he trudges through a mundane life as Bob Reynolds. At night, the century soars across a gleaming perfect skyline but how much of the century's dual existence is real and what is his dark other self the void jeff lemire returns to marvel and unites with kim jacinto uh for this mind-bending series that will shake the century and the marvel universe to its foundations and you start off with this like we said we didn't know much about it but it, it gives you a little bit of you see bob reynolds uh you see him kind of talking thinking about his life he's kind of forgotten guy uh you, you don't know what is really going on at this point but what is going on is dr strange has set up a pocket universe where he can go and be sentry because he has to be sentry uh every day or the void will take him over and destroy the world so he has yeah. to do that so dr strange has figured out the best way to do this and because he can also unleash the void anyway so take him send him off to this pocket dimension if stuff goes wrong there then it's stuck in this pocket dimension yeah. if not any and also you kind of get this whole deal though with this as it goes on about the idea not like that solicit set of what's real and what's not real 
but almost like a uh, like a retired athlete. You yeah. know, he he's a guy. His glory days are over. But this allows him to relive them then. So he goes off in this puck dimensions, which we get to, where he's just fighting the shadow. You know, he's fighting the shadow in New York City in this simulation here. And he just goes to town. And in this, his big move is ripping people apart. And one <laughs> no, of the biggest thing, and one of the biggest thing the century ever did was rip Ares apart in the uh miniseries Siege. This yep. is what I was talking about. And that's it's Pretty much one of the most brutal deaths in Marvel history, so so they say. And he does it like three times in this yeah, issue, he... and it actually makes me laugh because that's his biggest moment. So he's kind of just keeps doing it. You and know, he's that's talking to move. he's talking to what like this clock that puts him in the yeah, trance while yeah, he's under. Yeah, it seems like the deal with the clock, and, and okay. yeah, so he's doing that, and and actually too, he's there and he has his scout. You know, yeah. who's there like the, with him. The Marvel family, the Captain Marvel yeah. family. Yep, it is. It's very much like that. And then he has Centris, who actually is a made-up character. It seems that he had from the girl he works with at yep. the diner and made her into <laughs> that. But in the meantime, Scout is Billy, who he w- does work with. And yeah. Billy is there. And that's kind of the kind of the thing and the rub about this whole issue is he goes, he he gets out, he fights, he goes out, and then the timer sets. It's kind of like damage a bit. Where yeah, he has to, you know, almost like, like an that. opposite. It reminded me of that, kind of like a Matrix type thing yeah, too, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, so he goes, he has this you know, almost like an Xbox type thing that allows him to go into that pocket dimension. When he's done, the clock sets back at 24 hours, and in that clock, he's got to get back in there and fight. Well, he goes to work at the, the diner, and he's there with Billy, who had yeah. lost an arm. I mean, all this. There's Jenny, who ended up being centrist in in the uh, the pocket dimension there. And Billy, he has obviously told Billy about this whole deal. And Billy wants in. Billy was yeah. scout. He fought with you know Sentry. He wants yeah, in. Like Bob's tired of of telling the stories too. So yeah. so um like like his his buddy isn't getting any of it. He can't get into this pocket universe. He, and Bob's won't tell him the stories anymore. He's yeah, tired he's of saying just like, them. Yeah, the same thing. I was fighting the shadows again. You know how it is. The shadows and. Uh, he wants in, and he's like, I wish I could go in with you. And it's funny because they play this off, and you know from the reactions, from, from Bob's reaction to Billy and even Billy's reaction then back to Bob that this is something that he keeps mentioning. Yeah. You know, hey, uh, anyway, I can get in there one time. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, Paul, you know, no, I told you before, Dr. Strange set up for me, not you, you know, yeah, I have to do this. Especially because, like, you know, they're both living this sad sack life, and yeah. Bob oh, has the outlet, and Billy doesn't, and, yeah. Yeah. and he's so, missing an arm on top of it all, you know? Yeah, he's missing, and as they're talking about, you know, come on now, listen, I have to do this because I have to make sure the void doesn't take over. It's nothing, though, it, it's not great, and, right. and that's where Bi- then Billy looks up and sees Spider-Man going through the city he's like yeah. you know what if that if that isn't worth it then what is this life like this yeah. life he also stinks. takes a like he takes a dig at him about inserting jenny or whatever the hell yeah. her name is yeah. In, yeah. in there yeah. it's jenny and he's like oh yeah you perv if she knew you were in your fantasy world and yeah bob keeps saying and you know and they're really pushing for the end to be Billy, because Bob keeps saying, like, I shouldn't have told you about this, I shouldn't yeah. have told you about this, and yeah, you're really know, led to believe. It seems obvious, though. I don't think Jeff Lemire would so be so obvious. obvious. No, so no, obvious, that's though, why so I early. think he's setting it up so obvious so that you can go, or 
He's going so over the top, yeah. so it could be it. But while this is going on, yeah, Bob then leave. He's walking home, and all of a sudden, these men in black come out with Misty Knight. Misty comes out and is like, hey, what's up, Bob? You haven't called in. And we get this really quick. I mean, this is a really good Jeff Lemire thing where – you get a background of what has been going on all this time without saying like, you know, we have to do this and that or, <laughs> yeah. you know, or a narration. There's no real narration boxes in this per se when you get this info. It's all them talking. It's all through dialogue and action, which I really like. I did and too. She, yeah, and she's like, Misty's like, you know, you haven't called, whatever. And he's like, I, I have it under control. Don't worry. And this is a big thing. She's like, you know, I'm with the ACD. Actually, you have Bob even say the ACD, you know, yeah, I don't have to call you every day. And she's like, you know what ACD stands for? It's the aberrant, uh, the aberrant crimes division, and that's something that's new. They, I yeah. saw that people were saying that. And yeah, I didn't involved. know what that meant either, because she starts throwing these initials yeah. around at first. I'm like, damn, I hope she says what these are because I'm yeah. not finding. And anything. again, <laughs> it's kind of funny how they do it without, like, he. I guess you know, Jeff Lemire doesn't want to use editor's notes either of that's this or whatever they say it. And she says, my bosses need you to check in because you could ruin the world you could destroy the world i need to know what's going on i'm the one who is gunning for you you know i'm helping you out please help me out he's like yeah you know i will i'm sorry i I will do that and they're like just make sure you do okay just make sure you do it's it's kind of just a weird scene just to show it is i don't really know what it sets up but i kind of like it I do. I like it. I like the way Misty likes or looks, and I like the art in this a lot. I think the art fits the story really well. But with that, as they're going on, yeah, it's kind of a weird thing for her to show up just to say, you got to check in. Okay, mm-hmm. I will. See you later. And then right. he's like, I got to save the world, and they go off. Now you go, and there's that whole weird thing too, and it says two lives, two memories. Now we're getting some narration blocks or boxes as he's going back home. But I think it's because you are showing the – ins and outs of both worlds here so you have the world you know the pocket dimension and then his world and you do see where you have scout and uh you know watchdog waiting for century to come through this portal that way he comes out to go into this you know pocket dimension where bob is going because they know he has to be there in 24 hours so the time is is ticking they think okay he's coming out waiting for dad to come home for dinner you know know, it's any minute now it's even like santa claus they're waiting he gets up to his apartment it's been broken into and he goes in and the machine's gone the machine that gets him into the alternate dimension is gone though we don't really know how it works because the box thing is there but the other part is gone. Yeah, I couldn't tell if the machine was locked up or if there's like the the they just took the protruding part. Yeah, it seems like they took the protruding part and he says it's gone and then from there you see in the pocket dimension, all of a sudden, that portal opening up, there's a crack. Uh, again, it's very, very Shazam-like. And uh, he's like, all right, here they come, boys, coming. And then as somebody comes out, it's almost like if, you're, if you were uh, a DC fan with us. And when Tim Drake came out of the cell, that's yeah. impossible because that's <laughs> yeah. what he does. Yeah, you have Scout there. and like, what, you? Th- that's impossible. Now, you're led to believe that it would be Scout seeing Billy, Scout. So, right. like, you can't be here. I'm already here. But he's like, that's impossible. Impossible. Nothing's impossible here, Scout. And then just blasts him through and looks to kill uh, both Watchdog and Scout. 
and it, it's crazy that obviously it's somebody who knows who Scout is. Right. So, you know, you have that. But he's killed him, and you can only think that it is Scout, though, Billy. I know. And he's going to ditch. The, but, real, it's funny. I was going to say he's going to ditch him and then pretend to be Scout going forward. But Bob Sentry, has, he, he has no way to get in. I so know. So where That's is right. the it, ruse? There's, there's some uh, there's some big there's kind of matzo balls hanging out of mouths here. I'm not sure where they're leading to, but I still yeah. liked it nonetheless. Really. Yeah, oh, I, I really liked it. I actually um, liked it. A I kind of think Bob isn't going to check in at first, and this is no. going to piss off Misty, and then we're going to get a whole runaround yeah. with that too. So yeah, um, yeah, I do too. And obviously, we're going to get to a point coming up that it's going to get very close to that twenty-four hour mark, and whether or not he finds the machine to get back in, or that's the plan to do that to make the void come, we don't know. Uh, you yeah. know, it, it is a mystery. And again, it's a mystery if this continues either. Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It I guess it feels I, like a lot to wrap up in, in four more issues too at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's you know? true. Uh, actually, while you talk, you talk a minute. I'm going to message one. Jeff Lemire. I'm going to oh, okay. drop. I'm well, dropping I'll tell names. You my, my final here. thoughts on the issue while you're trying to yeah, uh, yeah. to make connections over there. Uh, I overall really thought it was was awesome. I gave it an eight out of ten overall. It was probably maybe possibly spoiler my issue of the week. Um, I didn't. Yeah, even I really think it's mine. Yeah, I yeah. didn't even really know who Sentry was as a character, but uh, kind of under you know Jeff Lemire's hand. Even though not everything he's done really has been a hit for uh, me personally. Uh, I, I found it, even though it was a little wordy at times, uh, uh, to be a quick and interesting read. Like, it wasn't Bendis yeah. wordy, where I feel like I'm reading nonsense, you know? No, uh, that's the thing. It was a little wordy, but the wordiness of it was actually all important. So I don't yes. mind if it's wordy, if everything that is being said is, number one, interesting, and the dialogue flowed like natural dialogue. Right. So yeah, it wasn't it, just like, it's like not Bendis, at any like point you said. You, you think the character is talking directly to you yeah, and not yeah. the people they're talking or they're just talking in general out right. loud that nobody <laughs> yeah. it doesn't even sound like anybody's talking to anybody but right. yeah with that but i also I like the art good. for it too a lot yeah i did uh, so. like and i like how it alternated between like the dingy gritty earth feel and then this like anime-esque fantasy world yeah, that was, that yeah. Was which, cool when, which when really ties it. into the concept of him being upset when they go off you know when he has this regular life i mean it really yeah. it really pulls him when billy's like this world stinks. Like yeah. I, I don't have any fun. Look at me. I'm a one-armed bandit. Uh, yeah. You know, working fry cook. Diner. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm working at a diner as a fry cook, where every day you try to help me because I have one arm. Right. I don't need that. And yeah. I'm a and, better cook than you too. Yeah, and, and just imagine. I mean, just at a base level. Yeah, he's better. Just at a base level, though. He has the opportunity to go into a pocket dimension where he has two arms. I mean, right yeah. there, it looks like that could happen if he goes in. At least his scout there does have two. I don't know yeah, how it on works. On top of I flying don't the... and everything else, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, that's it. You actually get to go away from your crappy life and end up, you know, living the life that nobody could ever even believe to have. And it's just, to me, yeah, if it's not Billy, it should be. I mean, yeah. he should be that mad because he just <laughs> finds out. It would be like me and you, you know, it, this is such a fun story. But me and you are, you know, we're heroin addicts, me and you, Brent. <laughs> and we're sitting there, and we both kicked the habit, but we loved it. I, we still talk about it. And then next thing you know, I'm shooting up again, but I won't give you any. See, yeah. there it is. Well, there, there is the yeah, bad you, person's you version. The non-addictive fun There's way the to bad do it person's or something version. even better, or you know the, what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe I should go more with, like, we're there, and all of a sudden, me and you played basketball in high school. All of a sudden. 
sudden I'm invited to be on that three-on-three leak. Now I yeah. can relive my glory, and you're there at home. The next thing I know, you do a uh, a school uh, – what was it? The school game that you played oh. the teachers versus students yeah. and blew Blow your knee, knee out. out again. Yeah, <laughs> third year in a row. <laughs> yes, that was reliving your glory indeed. And now it hurts every day, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. People don't realize. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't. It that hurts was worth every it. Stealing the ball day. from that ninth grader that drove me Darn crazy right. was so yeah. worth it. Yes, yeah, so worth it. As they laugh when you were there <laughs> in, in pain. Yeah. Uh, but what did you did you give a score yet? Yeah, I gave it an eight out of ten. I really enjoyed it. I, it was probably one of my favorite like fresh start books I've read so far. To be honest yeah, with you, I, I'm with you. Uh, I'll give it an eight out of ten as well. I could even go as high as eight five uh, to find it. You know the deal because. But I'm gonna go because we don't know everything of what's going on. I'm gonna go to an eight. In the meantime, I keep ch- checking to see if Jeff Lemire got back to me, and he did not. So we'll have to wait. I, I, I'll, we could always look yeah. and look it up, but you know, we're lazy. We'll, we'll have that. to cut. We'll have to cut it in if we find. Yes, out. we will. But we're gonna go back now for me, you, and Eric to finish up the podcast talking about Black Panther. All right, we're back, and Brandon, uh, Jeff Lemire did respond, and he did tell me that this is not a mini, it's an ongoing century, is what we're talking about. He's just doing the first five issues. So the first five issue arc is his. So the first five issues, the only parts that matter is what you're telling me. (laughs) As far as Jeff says, but I did say that uh, I told him that we really liked the book, and he said he, he thanked you. He said, thank that. So I guess I've got to go and read the century now. It's good. It it really is. (laughs) I think that you would like it. I actually think that you would like it a lot. So uh, I don't think you're going to like the next book and the last book we're going to talk about. I thought that this fresh start, we were going to do this. We were going to do this fresh start. And number one, you have certain certain books that you were really looking forward to. Like, oh, man, I've never read this type of book. With me, it's almost every one. But uh, one of them is – one of them was Thor for me. And I'm like – Oh my God, I loved it so much going in. Jason Aaron, I've said, is one of my favorite writers now that we're doing yeah. this. And then out of nowhere, nothing. But this next book is definitely one of those that me and Eric, especially, were like, we want to get in on this. Yeah. I want in, and I want to be one of the guys I who the is going to. I'm on that Black Panther. I'm hype ready right now. to go. Yeah. We're at Black Panther 2. I'm one of the billion dollars. Uh, you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> and I am too. Uh, you know, and I don't go to movies. I went and saw and I liked it, I think, more than the both of you combined. And yeah. so reading this, I wanted some Black Panther. And in the meantime, one of my favorite things is Star Wars New Hope. Uh, but I don't need both combined. Hey, this is, there you go. You're this is not chocolate and peanut boy. butter crashing together to make a Reese's peanut butter cup. It's not. <laughs> it, it really isn't. It's, you know, toilet paper and, uh, you know, a cheesecake. It doesn't work, yeah, yeah. Eric. Toilet Sounds paper, awful. cheesecake, icing, fine. icing, brownie. They do not go together. It's just is the way it is. Cereal bowl and grape nuts. They don't belong together. It's like when the kids, uh, when you were a kid, people used to eat their Bazooka Joe with the wrapper on it. That's what? nonsense. Who would well, do that? Nobody would do <laughs> that. People in Buffalo. Everyone they, would do that. No, what they would do is like, <laughs> look, we got comics. I got the two treats. I got the comics and the papers, and then I got the gums. There you go. <laughs> two treats. Three treats, really. Yes, it, it's like it, it's these two things go together quite like. Uh, freaking uh you know culture and buffalo they don't mix they don't mix there's no reason to 
Oh goodness! And then uh, with that, I had I had caught up with Black Panther, trying to catch up with it. And boy, one of the slowest reads uh, that I had had in all of these. I mentioned it before. Now with this issue too that we're going to talk about, it's not a slow read. Maybe that's no. the problem. I it need went, something in yeah. between. I, I need was something. Happy this went really quick. I mean, not really. only is it not a slow read, but it seems to jump ahead two years. It says. Yeah, it jumps yeah, ahead two years. Issue. I was actually going to ask you guys that. It does we jump. Are, yeah. are we jumping two years in time? Yeah, already it jumps two years issue? in time. Yes, and and all I'm doing is looking for Han Solo. I keep <laughs> looking for Han. Yeah, all right, I'm kid, you're clear. You I'm, I'm just yeah. They even the have guys that. Even say in the yes. with spaceships, I have you they now. They have that. I'm I like, have you now. How dare you? I'm like either I'm now playing the Star Wars arcade game. Sit down I, with I, that. I swear to I swear to God, too. T'Challa, he takes off the freaking the visuals and starts using the Force, yeah. Luke. He does. It's <laughs> what What are you doing, Luke? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm telling you. Oh, goodness gracious. Black Panther number two, written by Tanahisi <laughs> Coates, art by Daniel Kuna. Many Thousands Gone Part Two. And that might be the the people buying it if it yep. keeps on on this Thousand route. Time, oh, yeah. From Tanahisi Coates. I'll say it wrong every time. Daniel Kuna. Yeah. T'Challa is a stranger in a strange land. So am I, with no is memory of his past. Now? Yeah, yeah. Well, it is because it's a mantle. There is only the suffering of the present and the vibranium minds of an unfamiliar empire, but all hope is not lost. A rebellion is growing and they have a plan. But who will lead those lost citizens? Where is Black Panther? I think he's right there. He's I don't right the, the solicits even, you know, annoying me. It starts off again with that same start. You know, you get that. 2,000 years ago, a detachment of Wakanda's established small desolate deal. They took over five galaxies. You you know, they have this, but is this going to be a slave that goes to a king and a king who becomes a hero and a legend that becomes something else? You, you go with all of this, and I just got mad again from last yeah. issue because they, they, I don't need these grand pronouncements. I need some sort of explanation, and what you get in this issue is a dogfight, and I don't think Michael Vick's shown up. So, Eric, don't even try your joke. He tried that earlier today. About. He tried it earlier the, the, this week or last week. I said, oh, it's just a dogfight. There's a fight. lot He's of like, dog lovers what? out yeah. there, Eric. He's like, what? Is so. Michael Vick in this issue? I'm, no, Michael that. Vick isn't in this issue, you son of a gun. Yeah, but with it's that. It's a dogfighter. It's, I know, and I'm sorry. Michael Vick, he's done his time, Eric. He, yeah. he may not be uh, innocent in the court of public opinion still, but he was an eagle. So, there you go sure it was with this though it is a dog fight where you have and it's years ahead so you have years ahead which kind of ties in more at the end and and uh, tina hasi coates does a good job almost of jumping into this of like oh man the shango array was said to be unmanned you know like they have gone here and you do get the idea that things have gone on like the, i should have known this last year of zanj raiding I didn't know that. I'm glad yeah, you did. I'm saying, he's like, we should have known, Nakia. This last year of Zanj uh, rating has been too easy. It appears we now have the Empire's attention. So instead of That's giving us instead of giving us the, the nonsense, I, I have a, something in my throat here, of the <laughs> sand, you know, everybody knows Sanj rating is just nonsense. I mean, really, who wants Sanj rating? So they just jump forward. But you're so confused with what's going on here. And, and it, it is a dogfight. They are there at this planet doing this, like trying to get what we find out at the end, uh, what they're trying to get, an artifact. But in the meantime, it's just a dogfight going on. And the problem I have the most of is the fact that I like the art last issue. 
the art here because of what's going on is so confusing. You have yeah. just ships fighting ships, then you're in there, then you have a bit and the big the big thing of this issue is besides the idea that you have Nakia, oh no, you're in the Zulu. Get out of the Zulu, you you crazy scamp you you know, T'Challa. Well, even the whole, like the Zulu as far as I'm concerned is the ship that T'Challa's in, but it the whole is. idea that he's breaking off to go take on all these what the Masai fighters, yeah, and yeah. like uh, and like putting everybody in jeopardy. I'm like, that's all I need to do is because the the whole exposition of everything we're dealing is just the key yelling at it exactly yeah. what the child is doing. Well, yeah. as he's blowing up. That's every what happens. Other and, and the weird deal is, is that he's it, they're in the Zulu or he's in the Zulu. He's fighting. You know, oh my god, I got three on my tail. Oh no! And then he short range space folds and warps <laughs> behind them. The problem being is. It makes it seem as if this is supposed to be a T'Challa, you know, a, a something T'Challa can do. But the idea that you've already thrown out, what are you doing in my Zulu? If you get that ruin, I, it's a little confusing if it is actually the ship, which in, you know, sci-fi ships will warp and, you know, stuff like that. Sure. But it seems that this is more of a T'Challa power. And this is where you get at the end when they're reporting, oh, no, there's some guy, they're a pilot. He had unique abilities. And it seems like as this keeps going on and then you get the whole deal at the end of the, you know what, we've had all these problems in a row. And every time we hear about unique abilities, well, I think that this is somebody calling himself T'Challa and he's got this. But with this, nothing but that goes... There's nothing really going on. It's just him I, lying even around the whole shooting. Thing with the child, like seeing, as far as I'm concerned, Daredevil vision when we're yeah. inside the ship. It's and the he's force. Able to, uh, he well, has the, it force. the force. It is. I don't know what we're doing or what they're trying to tell me. Is this the ship? Is this the child himself has this ability to see colors differently? I don't know. It's like he can but see patterns in there. better than anybody else. Yeah, but I, I mean, really, though, he is me in a video game. He has one boss move, and that is to warp behind everybody and then shoot him. That's what he keeps doing. I mean, that's all I do. If I'm playing Madden and I figure out one route that you could go deep and score, I am hitting yeah. that every single time. So at the end of the year of me simulating or playing through a season, I'll have my mate because usually I'll make a quarterback and do that whole deal my guy would have thrown 350 touchdowns and i'm probably having a bad season because i'll just each time boom 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 and that's what he seems to do and it's just like with that you know hey chuck t'challa you need backup they're the ones who need backup and then when he ends up crashing he does end up getting hit and crashes then they go up to him see i told you Everybody needs backup. Oh, here we go. That's what you get. That's really Lesson what you get. Lesson learned. Yes, and with that, you get off panel where they have gone off to get what they're there for then because we go off then to Killmonger of space who then starts yelling at his, you know, his counselors and things saying, why haven't you taken care of this? You know, he is now Darth Vader. He's the, you know, yeah. listen here, Niet. I, I mean, really, it, 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 all you needed is somebody to come out of hyperspace above Hoth too soon to alert I'm them. You, That's all the you get. Is, 
That whole thing where he would, you know, Darth Vader would choke somebody out. Huh. Seems like Killmonger has the symbiote. Yeah, he has the symbiote. And, he's able to choke <laughs> and you know what he does with it? He chokes him out. I'm yeah. telling you, we're talking. Brandon has no idea what we're talking yeah. about. I can no. make up stuff. You know, Eric, in in, uh, in Empire Strikes Back, when they go to flank lore and they oh, go the down there. You, you remember when they go and get that guy Tridon? Oh, when they get time, him, the, really? he's the best. <laughs> That's who that guy looks like. I, Brandon's just like, what the heck true. are they talking about? It seems, I think it's, what is that game, Bayonetta with the hair? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is like Bayonetta. Or the darkness. It's very much the darkness. I do like Bayonetta a little more than the darkness, so we'll go Bayonetta. (laughs) That hair, whoo-wee! But yeah, you have basically a Darth Vader and Admiral Niet, and uh, I forget the guy who chokes up. And basically like, okay, now you're in command. Don't upset me. And goes off. The next thing I want to see is that the the Killmonger mask coming down, and you see a monstrosity, a burn victim there. Oh, no. It's, It's Darth Vader. I'm serious. At one point, they, they may accidentally, in comic, accidentally call people wrong names. Hey, Luke, I mean, Chala, I'm sorry. Well, even this whole thing, by the time I got done reading this issue, I have to imagine that ta Coates is out there being, you know, told how great of a comic book writer he is to the point where he's like, all right, I'm, I'm just doing nonsense well, now because I could just mail in Star Wars d- does and people this, love me for it. Does this sound familiar to the DC yes. deal? Because I know somebody that that sounds like that you start getting these ideas in your head that you can play around with whatever, and this seems to be what's going it's on. Star the, Wars. the weird thing is, is that if you're going to do this, that's fine, but you're grabbing something that is one of the most popular things. I mean, you might as well have T'Challa then in the next year. I don't know if you've ever heard this story, but he ends up feeding a whole planet with a fish, and then it freaking parts water. I mean, really. Star Wars is one of the most well-known stories, and he is going... He is yeah. <laughs> He's going bit by bit with it. I mean, he is hitting all the notes that we need here, including, like Eric said, I have him now. Really? (laughs) You're really going to do that? Really? And so it actually, I'll tell you, it didn't infuriate me. We haven't done these books enough to infuriate me. It made me laugh. Like really, this this is crazy. Are you? Are we at the point where? And and this guy, Tony Scott, he is a very very. He's smarter than I could ever imagine to be that smart. Does he think that people are that dumb? You know what I mean? Well, if I'm you're that you, smart, do you I, think everybody's you dumb? Think because the only Star Wars are episodes what seven, eight, and nine well, coming and, up. And, and that's the know, other thing is though, I can go into work right now and ask the girl that works with Wrong Turn. Hey, you know who David Bowie is? She won't. But if I ask yeah. her what Star Wars is, she knows. And if I, you know, that's yeah, this is something that is beyond to her. With well, it doesn't matter. It, it it would be all of them because her dad liked it. But this is Star Wars. We say everybody nowadays has forgotten everything. And, but I don't think Star Wars is one of them. I really don't. Even Brandon well, who hates that. it knows it. You yeah, I know at least the first trilogy. Yeah, there's yeah. eight reviews on Comic Book Roundup. The lowest is a seven point five. Oh, I know. I was actually going to bring that up when I was talking review. This is like Marvel's Batman right now. Yeah. It's ten, nine, eight point eight, eight point five. Yep, it's Mister Mirror. It's Mister Mirror. Five is by itself. The thing is, yeah. is that we're in this thing. I'm telling you, there might be a song about it coming up. We're in this <laughs> realm right now. That I don't think people are reviewing comics to review them, to actually be critically reviewing them. They are just out there to throw a score to look good. And it's weird. And this is a book where they're going to want to 
give it good scores because the movie did so well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of fans of it, so they don't want to piss anybody off. But that's what we're here for. That's where we always arrive. We always arrive in the, in the crap Just car. In time. I'm telling you, with the black smokes and, pumping and out the back. The, the whole thing at the end is they were going after the McCann Crystal, the Shire McCann yeah. Crystal. I'm yep. like, all right, that's that's what we're toying with here. Uh, it's like, and the thing is too, I had to then look up because I, like I said, I yeah, haven't I been did too. reading more in a long time. And the whole thing is like, it's a doorway to different realities. Yeah, it supposedly. is. It has so a city is that in what it. Play with. Yeah, you know, I think so. Uh, like, I think that I, maybe they're gathering stuff to actually like, go know, back to, to our normal to the, deal. Uh, to the Star Wars universe? Yeah, yeah I, I think that <laughs> that's Marvel what's happening. It's just so weird because I, I now I'm waiting for um, Baku to to be frozen in cryptid or you know in uh, carbonite, and then you'll have you know Nakia. I love you. I know. <laughs> who's, who's getting in the slave bikini and chained up by that Java? would be Nakia. Either Nakia, but I'd rather have him Baku in it. He's yeah, pretty sexy. I, I really He's pretty too. sexy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just that's it's Star Wars. How can you not see that and not react? But then I'll, you'll talk to people and say, man, it's just – yeah, but I like Star Wars. And that's fine and dandy, but then yeah. go watch Star Wars. And then, oh, every story's taken a little from another story. I'm like, well, what has happened? What has happened in this life? And, and really, you get the crystal at the end, and I'm sure the reviews are all like, and, and wait till you see what happens at the end. Oh, my goodness. I'm just like, whatever. We'll see. I, I need to get on some solid ground of a original story just because you have made it Black Panther in space in Star Wars. Does it make it fresh? It's not fresh when it seems like no. every bit and every point is taken from something else. So I, I'm not going to go with these people with the, their idea of, oh, man, we've never seen this before. I have. I, I have. have. I, I may go watch <laughs> it right I, I now. I hate it, and I have. And I watched Star Wars. It is now one I've of seen my, it together. Yeah. Now I've seen it again. But, yeah, what would you give it, Eric? 5.5 out of 10. That's what I'm giving it, 5.5. I was very bored with this because, for the most part, it was a dogfight. That I've seen done better. And yeah. you just saying character names and replacing Porkins with Umbaku yeah, doesn't really. do it for me. I mean, Umbaku's there. Red, red five. Yeah. There he is. There you go. But uh, what would so you I'm give still it, very, I'm still very confused about this. The art's still nice. It does not do enough to make me want no, to I, I thought the art. I said, doing this. I thought the art was a little confusing at points. When you had the whole video game-esque dogfight yeah. stuff. It got confusing. I got a little confused, so I couldn't go with that either. But, Brandon, what would you give? Well, uh, you guys like Star Wars, and I don't, so I think my score reflects that, yeah. and I went 3.5. I don't, yeah, I don't really geez. enjoy the art. I, oh I find the story to be just dull and uninteresting, and, and I don't even get the joy of like pulling the Star Wars references out of it. It just reminds me of Star Wars, and that's what yeah. I know. So there, there's, uh, 3. there's a good 5. reason it reminds you of Star Wars, Brandon. <laughs> there's, there's a new because sheriff in town over there. Brandon, this guy's coming and clicking his heels. Oh, there we go. Uh, my book of the week, I said it before, it is Century. Wait, what did you one. give it, Jim? Did you give I, get, a score? I said 5-5, five, five, just like Eric. Okay. I said after he said it that that's my score as well. Uh, what would he, So Century number one's my book of the week. Brandon, what is yours? Yeah, mine's Century number one. Uh, 8-10 was my yeah. best score. So yeah, And yeah. Uh, what's it called is very close. Uh, you know, Venom was very close. I like that yeah. too. And again... 
uh, the century isn't ongoing, which we thought it was at first, and I got confused. So I'm sure. So maybe Eric, if I read it, it would Eric be my favorite. In. My book no, I, I well, think but I, I think that it would be the same as you. Yeah, I think that it would have been tied. I, me and All Brandon right. both went eight. I think that you would have been around an eight as well. It was really good. Uh, next week, though, we have a lot of books. We have a lot of yeah. stuff going down. Of course, the next week means that there'll be the books that come out for the July 4th. Uh, and yeah. we have Avengers number four, Captain America number one, which, boy, I was excited about, but it's Tanahisi Coates, and I'm worried. I'm very no, worried. It's, and- it's going to be Steve Rogers, you know, glowing around collecting relics that should be in museums. <laughs> so that's what it's going to be now. Yeah. I- <laughs> Captain America meets Indiana Jones. Captain America is now Indiana Jones. He's there. I, I want that. Uh, you have to have Bucky there rubbing his fingers together at the beginning, <laughs> rubbing those fingers. <laughs> It'd be the greatest. Why uh, yeah. would Bucky be Alfred Molina? Can't I just want him to be an Bucky? Alfred Molina. He can live in this scenario. He doesn't sure. have to Sherry right. Carter will slide nicely into the the female role yeah, there, and, you, and then Black. yeah, and you have you have uh, the I'm bad sorry, guy Karen being Allen. Red Skull. He can just come in and grab the the relics at the end. There oh, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange number three. Uh, that'll be interesting to see if we get a little more on board with that. And the Immortal Hulk number two, Al Ewing's I'm interested in him. Still blocked. Still blocked. I am from him, and I think everybody else on this podcast is as well. Maybe not yes. Eric. I didn't know. Did you check? He did block you, right? I, I was blocked, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're all blocked. But, yeah, we'll be talking uh, about that. Now, in the meantime. Our, the Twitter, the, the Marvel Twitter isn't, though. You can no, keep no. that. Yeah, you can keep that. But uh, with that, if you are playing at home, Deadpool 2 comes out as well but we're going to be talking about that in the next week that comes up because of the fact that well, there's only two books up next week so deadpool 2 will be a week later and but this one will be again avengers 4 captain america number one doctor strange 3 and immortal hulk 2 that's a lot of books there and i believe that me and brandon have ditched the ant-man wasp i yeah. think they were having another Oof. issue but i think that me and brandon will also be talking about cosmic ghost rider i think comes out yeah. as well uh but that's it eric what do we say at the end that's all we got for the weird science marvel comics podcast until next time make my fresh start oh, there he is.